is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hi Mel. Hi Ash. And hi to our very special guest for this episode. It's Georgia Love. She is a reporter with Channel 7 in Melbourne. She's also a host of her own podcast called Everyone Has an Ex, which I love and you guys should listen to. The new season is coming up. And you also probably do remember her from a little show called The Bachelorette, which is now feels like 100 million years ago that you were on The Bachelorette. It was. It was. It was coming on five years ago. Like next month, it's, it's five years since I started filming. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. Like, I just feel like that time has gone very quickly and yet insanely slowly somehow as well. Do you get sick of talking about it, Georgia? Like, if someone brings it up, you're like, yeah, legend, that's a good one. (laughs) No, look, probably more towards the start I did. Oh, look, no, actually, no, not really. Because at the start it was like my whole life was revolved around that. Like, it was such a huge part of everything that I was doing. Mm. Um, I like talking about it and I've only got good memories of it. I loved it so much. So I was always happy to be talking about it. And now I don't get asked as much. So when I do, it's kind of like fun and relieving those memories. <laughs> do you know what I'm kind of obsessed with, which has nothing to do with this episode at all, but I need to bring it up, is how you and Leah are friends with Cam and he's like like in your little bestie group. <laughs> yeah, he's legitimately one of our best friends. So, And it's funny because I kind of forget that that's – how we met. Um, yeah. So for anyone listening that doesn't remember because it was five years ago, he was <laughs> the, f- the fireman um, and he... <laughs> that's ha- right. Yeah. I was going to say he came fifth, but that sounds like it was a weird competition. Um, but anyway, it was... <laughs> I'm like, that's what we'll Which call it. Which like it was, but wasn't. <laughs> exactly. He came fifth. Um yeah, but we've, like, stayed really, really good friends. He was at our wedding. I went on holidays with him to Tassie last week. Like, we're really, really good mates. <laughs> so and it's funny because when we were down in Tassie, someone was asking, like, oh, how do you guys know each other? And we were both like, um, <laughs> we kissed in front <laughs> we of the dated. camera one time. <laughs> and now we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. It was very funny. But he was, he was, he was at our wedding and um, our celebrant is a friend of mine and he actually made a joke in the – ceremony like not in a speech actually in our wedding ceremony he was like you know we all know the story about how Georgia and Lee met but we'll you know go down memory lane a bit and it was 2016 and it was a show called The Bachelorette and 18 men were vying for her heart but one man stood head and shoulders above the rest Cameron Cranley the firefighter and I lost my shit it was so funny but the best part was Cam didn't know this joke was being made and rather than like being embarrassed or think it was funny he stood up in the middle of the ceremony and was waving around to people like yes that's me hi thank you it's me Cam it's not your wedding sit down He's really milking the laughs yeah. of that fame. I was also on the TV. <laughs> very, very funny. <laughs> oh. um, but, yeah, so speaking of The Bachelorette, I think something that I always really stuck with me, and particularly from your season, and I do feel like I, I'm an – so to, for context, I am definitely an avid watcher of all of the – I've always liked <laughs> – now I watch all of the shows because it, it turned into work. I was doing recaps, but then – like really with The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise were always my favourites. But Ash, you're not really a Bachelor 
watcher are you? Well, I've never seen a reality romance show. No. I watched the first season of uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Farmer Wants a Wife back in the day. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when it was its first reiteration, but I didn't even watch the second one. I need, I I don't know. I just feel like I missed the boat. I feel like <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm, I'm quite proud of you for that. Like that's yeah. a lot of what TV <laughs> is resisted. these days. You're very strong willpower. But, but I mean, I I have followed you along. There's been different things. I've followed George's career, guys. Not just. Oh no, that's good. I feel the, really um, awkward. The Bachelor. No, I feel really awkward when people were like, "Oh yeah, you know," when I meet people and they go, oh, "I watch you on the Bachelor." I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, that's weird." Like I don't usually no, kiss that many people. It was just one time, but there were yeah. cameras there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really boring now. <laughs> but it's also like I think this is well, it's kind of tied to what we're talking about because it's a show, and I think what people forget with these things is that even when you're being your genuine self, you know, and I think it you guys your season definitely felt genuine and there've been other seasons of different reality shows where it's like like there's definitely a lot of production going on here and like literally I can hear the edits in the in the like yeah. 10 sentences they've strung together to make someone say I hate that girl mm-hmm. or whatever I hate but, that girl yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's just getting like worse and worse mm. and sometimes I'm just like honestly just do something smoother with those edits mm-hmm. but you know, people forget that it's a it's it's a show, and so they're not going to see every single thing, and they also don't actually know you. They only know you in the show. And what we we're going to talk about today was basically wh- how do you deal when people have so many intense opinions about your relationship? Because I think for the normal person, obviously they haven't been on a reality show, so they haven't got the entirety of Australia making comments on Twitter and starting like hashtags and shit about your, you know, relationship. But I think we can all relate to, you know, you're in a new relationship and you are really into this person and you maybe take them to meet the friends or to meet your parents or, you know, you talk about them and you run into someone in the street from work and you've been talking about them and you get feedback. Like people are always going to feedback, oh, they're so cute or, oh, they're such a legend. But then sometimes it's not so nice. Uh And then all of that, I don't know, I feel like for my whole romantic life, I guess, I've been so susceptible to what people think about my relationships and people that I'm dating to the point where like if someone's really positive about someone it like has me on a high and I'm like so proud of it but then if someone's negative it really like sits with me and I start questioning my feelings for someone and that's probably a really extreme example but obviously you've had the extreme in terms of people commenting Mm. like how was that? Uh, It's it's kind of hard to answer because when you go into a show like that so when I did it I was only the second bachelorette and mm. there had been four seasons of the bachelor now when I did it when I signed on and I went and I filmed and everything of those five versions of the show before mine only one couple wasn't together and yes. that was Blake Garvey and Sam Frost. Yes, the, the most which, chaotic season. Exactly. But so that kind of almost didn't count because that was so hectic. But then also yeah. he was with Louise, I think yes. it was, who was, who mm-hmm. we met on the show anyway. So in my mind I was just like, well, this show works. I will meet mm. my soulmate or at least someone that I'm going to fall in love with. Like I will fall in love in the show. Probably naively I went into it thinking that, but, it, you know, it turned out to work for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, still, still now, I think. Um, 
So going into it, I yeah, probably was a bit naive to that, just thinking, well, I will meet this person mm. and I thought people will be happy for me because they'll watch that story unfold. But then I also knew from watching the show before that people have their favourites. They like or, or don't like someone and, and people will be against that. So I kind of knew that that was coming somewhat. What I didn't know is just quite how popular my number two would be, um, who was Maddie J, for those who don't remember, who then, of course, went on to be The Bachelor the year after. Um, And the thing I think was the hardest for me and Lee watching it was it felt like it played out less as our love story and more as Maddie Mm. J's heartbreak story. So even though we came out at the end so happy, it was almost like we with the villains because... We, or uh, I'm putting this on Lee, it wasn't Lee's fault. I broke Maddie J's heart was kind of, you know, the whole story. Um, so because of that, there was a huge kind of groundswell of people saying it made the wrong decision and Maddie mm-hmm. was so good and how could I be so stupid as to let him go. Um, and the hardest thing about that, honestly, was that my heart was broken after over having to do that. It's yeah. so incredibly difficult. And now... I want people to roll their eyes and be like, oh, it's so hard to have to choose one guy on The Bachelorette. But it is. I adored <laughs> of course it would it, be. But it is. Like, I adored Maddie. He and I were like the best of friends. And mm. if we'd met in any other situation, we probably would still be really, really good friends to this day. But we met in yeah. this weird situation. We're put in these, you know, romantic scenarios and, and we didn't fall in love. But then you're kind of left not being able to really be friends with that person either. Um, so that actually yeah. is a really hard thing to do. So then I was somewhat mourning my relationship, I say in inverted commas, kind of my friendship with Maddie after mm. that. And I'm having all of Australia saying, you know, you shouldn't have done that. He's such a good guy and he deserves better than you anyway. And I'm like, I know because I heard him and I feel awful, but I'm really happy and I'm in love with Lee and be happy for me. Um, but I think to your point, Mel, when you were saying like it, when people comment on your relationship or, or your partner, they'll make you think that as well. I was probably the Mm. opposite. It almost made me Mm. stick to my guns even more. Like, well, no, I've got to be confident in my choice here because everyone else is telling me it's wrong. So yes, it didn't make me stick to it more. Obviously I knew how I felt about Lee and I knew I wanted to be with him, but um, it didn't ever make me question that. It probably made me realize even more because when when even when people were saying the opposite, it just solidified in my mind, like, no, no, I don't, I don't actually care what you think about it. This is the person that I want to be with. I've kind of always been like that too, though. Yeah, I like had pretty, um, like you knew, you know your feelings. Yeah, and you can, yeah. Like, trust your feelings. I've had regardless. really random exes like my whole life. Um, <laughs> I should do an episode of everyone has an ex just on on my backstory. I've had, I had, yeah, I've had the, the weirdest exes. Like not one of them has looked anything like an, the other. None of them like a, are alike at all. I just very much fall in love with, with someone um, for their personality and how they make me feel at the yeah. time. And a couple of them, I'll say, have, you know, been not the type of person that I would have gone for before. Yeah. And People in my life were always really open about that. Um, and 
Oh, there was one guy in particular that had a lot of tattoos, which, like, knowing me, I'm, like, super girly, um, probably <laughs> not what people would expect from me. And I remember when I showed my mum a photo of him, she was just like, what are you doing? And it kind of made me go even more, He's a like. criminal. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was a lovely guy. But I was kind of even more, like, no, no now I'm going to show you that you're wrong and, like, right. be with him even yeah. harder. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, I'm going to fall in love with him even more Yeah, exactly, just to spite you. (laughs) So I think that I'm a bit of that personality anyway. I'm really sure in my decisions, but then also I want to prove people wrong almost, you know? Yeah. But you sound like you're saying you're the opposite, Mel, yeah. Why do you think that it affects (laughs) you so much, what other people think? Um, I think it has – I have horrible comparison syndrome. Like, I – really have to watch myself with things like Instagram and social media because I can really fall into a trap of believing everything and taking everything in like it's the full truth and and I do that grass is greener thing like it's almost certainly all connected to my anxiety and I'm also reading this book called Attached at the moment which Ash will not like I will not stop talking about this fucking book I've made her do an episode on it we're doing an episode on it like I think the episode will have, yes, it will already have been out by the time this comes out. So everyone would have listened to that by now and been like, oh, fuck, Mel, shut that up book. about attachment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like about attachment theories and, you know, like you can be like an anxious um, attachment or an avoidant. Um, I think I'm an anxious avoidant. So I'm like, no, come closer. No, get away. It's very, it's a lot. But One hell of a combo. Ooh, oh, it's a great time dating me. Oh, I'm tired <laughs> for you. <laughs> I know, but I think, you know, definitely there's a comparison thing or, or a need for validation, um, which, yeah, look, I haven't really delved that deep to it with my psychologist yet, but this is probably opening up a can of worms that I probably should, uh-huh. but... Um, I think going back to what you were talking about where you were grieving this friendship, like I get that so hard because even like I've had several times in life where I'm dating two people and I like them both, but I'm clearly falling for one of them or I'm like one more or something. And it, and then, but then to end the other thing, which was still good, like it was still a nice relationship and potentially in different circumstances, had I not met the other person that I just had more of a connection with could have gone somewhere. Right. It's really hard to end that. And there's still this certain type of grief that you go through where you're like the what ifs are there. And even just like, Oh, I still had a really nice time with that person. Also it hurts you to hurt someone else as bad as that sounds. I really relate to that. And no one gives people on these shows any, like, empathy for that. Like, I remember even when – like, not to get all Bachelor on it, but I just find there's so many, like, social things to pull out of these shows. Like, when Angie dumped Tim, which was the best decision in the end, as we all now know, like, people were awful to her. And she was sobbing. And it was like, yeah, she's sobbing because it's a fucking hard thing to do. It's still a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Like any any breakup really is is hard in some ways and it was still a breakup. Yeah. And it's like weird that we don't – and I think that no one really gets empathy for that in life. Like I don't think that's exclusive to people on reality shows, although you obviously cop it far more. But like I think we can let ourselves like feel that. Well, interestingly, years before I did the show, when I – I never watched a US season, so I must have just kind of heard about the concept of it years before we did it, when when it was new in the US. I remember vividly saying to one of my friends, 
oh my God, that would be my worst nightmare. Imagine having to make a choice Mm. and being told on a certain day at a certain time, you have to choose between these two people. Um, And I only remembered having that memory when I was like, yeah, I'll do the bachelor. That sounds great. Um, But I think it goes to show that that's how my mind works too, because the movie, The Notebook, so everyone says that the saddest part of that movie, obviously, is her getting dementia and not remembering who he is. To mm. me, the saddest part of that movie is always that she has to dump the wonderful, lovely, yes. beautiful, rich man that her family loves because she loves both of them and she has to make a choice. And I'm like, that's so unfair. Can't she just have both of them? <laughs> just and give I her probably <laughs> should have remembered that I thought about that before I did The Bachelorette. <laughs> Like, I wonder why I've got this sinking feeling. Exactly. Why am I picturing Ryan Gosling right now? (laughs) Do people still feel like they have some, not ownership or a horse in the race, but do people still think that they're entitled to sort of reach out and give you some opinions about yourself, me, the relationship still? Yeah, I still probably now on average once every, I don't know, Two months, we'll get a message from someone telling me that dumping Maddie was the most stupid thing I ever did and look how happy oh, he is oh. now and, you know, I hope you feel bad about what? it and he's done better what? than you anyway. And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm happy for him. I'm very happy for me and I'm very happy for him. We're all happy we've moved on. Everyone's happy. Yeah, I still, yeah I, still get, I still get messages about that, which but, is so bizarre. There's so many fresher people to troll. Oh, like, well, imagine what they're getting. Scale, like. isn't it? I was on it five yeah. years ago when I wasn't even allowed to use social media when the show was on. Wow. That's, how, that's how long ago it was. When I was on it now, yeah. it's like all about social media. We weren't even allowed to use it. So imagine what wow. the people on these shows now are getting. I'd Honestly, Lee and I watch them all. Like we love the show. So we sit and watch them all. And I always say, thank God. God, we didn't do it. Well, I, actually, no, I just wouldn't have done it, I don't think, if it was yeah. um, how it is at the moment Today. with the social media and everything. It's too much. I, I get trolled about news stories that I cover that, you know, I've just been the journalist that's been chosen to cover that story. I'm doing my job and covering it and I'll mm. get people, you know, sending me threats and awful abusive messages because they don't like a story I've reported on, but that's not a personal attack on me at least. Um, just the way that social media is at the moment and people thinking they've got ownership of particularly, I think, reality TV people, um, it's horrendous. And especially when it comes to their relationships, you know? Yeah, it's just weird. And then, like, it's even strange, I think, I was because I was obviously Googling just to, like, see. I was like, what are people saying about Georgia Love now? Uh, Is there anything? Open up that kind of worms. (laughs) You're on those, like, where is she now lists. You're like, yes, I made on the, like, where am I now? <laughs> you know, those, like, famous people birthday dating, you know, those ones where oh it's God. like, who has Georgia Love dated? Age, oh, birth. <laughs> like, every SEO keyword. <laughs> now you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's in there. <laughs> been there. <laughs> the deep holes you go into. But I, there was an article that was like, what Maddie J said about Georgia and Lee's wedding. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, the guy's two children. Exactly. <laughs> and like, a fiancé. And they've been together for four years. I just can't. I was like, I'm guessing he said still... nothing about the wedding, right? He said congratulations. I think it was just like one congrats, guys. Yeah. Like, it was so normal. It was like, it was like, great. <laughs> Anyone, like some reporter out there is is looking for that comment 
Or yes. would there have been an article if he didn't write anything that someone would have said, ooh, no message from Maddie? Like, they would they would have because, it, and this is the, the, the sick cycle is, though, as someone who's in media as well, is that, like, this shit gets the clicks. And that's the problem is I think it comes, it's, I don't know the answer to this because I think it's such a, like, complex issue. But, like, why are we still treating people who were on reality shows years later, like, when it's it's old news. You've moved on. You've all got new jobs. Everyone's doing something new. Like when maths is on, for example, I think when you sign up to that show, you have to kind of understand to some degree people are invested in the show and are going to be invested and have opinions about your behavior on the show. But then it just keeps going. And like you said, people still message you horrible things to tell you what a mistake you made. Like you're not a human being. Like if they got that message every two months for the rest of their life, yeah. they'd be a mess. Like, it doesn't it's, make it's any really sense. It's really hard because uh, I'm really in two minds about it because on one mm. hand, everything you're saying is, is absolutely right and you wouldn't get people walking up to you on the street and saying that kind of thing. But then mm. at the same time, you know what you're signing up for when you go on reality TV. And mm. I would say that very, like, I stand by that and I don't sit here and go, well, is me, it's not fair that you're following me and stop talking to me. Like I knew what I signed up for. I know that's all part and parcel of it. Also wonderful things come from having been on the show too. We we got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds times more wonderful messages yes. about our wedding yeah. and lovely comments and, you know, the most beautiful love and uh, flowing through to us because of the way that we met. Um, and that far outweighs the negative, but the more that these shows go on, the more obvious it becomes that you kind of can't escape that probably for a long time and that tag mm. does follow you. So it, it bothers me a little bit when people go on these shows and then come out and um, are seemingly shocked or surprised or mortified that, you know, people are messaging them or that, um, you know, they might have been edited a certain way or people have opinions on what they did mm. and it's kind of like, yeah, that's shit and people don't have a right to troll ever, ever, ever. Trolling is something I'm really passionately against and we need to fix that. But um, you've got to know when you're going into these kind of shows that this is, you know, it's it, it's part and parcel of what you're signing up for. It's, it mm. shouldn't be the case but it is. Is that, I guess, you kind of had a little bit of a home ground advantage straddling both sides of the fence because you are in the media so you do know uh clever editing and I guess the way that the media love we I, I guess we love a headline it was that going that in the back of your mind going into the show that um the media's treatment might be a bit you know probably back of my mind is a good way to say it, it certainly wasn't front of mm. my mind but it's actually a good point that you make that maybe I hadn't even really considered before I kind of look at it and I go, come on, people, don't be stupid. Obviously, they're going to follow you. Obviously, if you say that thing, they're going to use it. But maybe I only think that because I've worked in television, because I've worked in media. Yeah. Maybe I've just yeah. got I've got a better understanding of that kind of thing um, than the layman. But then, yeah, yep, maybe that's probably a really good point. I, you know, we're watching <laughs> these shows at home and someone will say something really controversial or really nasty and I'm like, what? Well, you, you're on camera. Why would you say that? You know they're yeah. going to use that. And then they come out the next day going, oh, I can't believe they edited me that way. It's like, well, you said it. But, yeah, yeah. maybe I think like that because I know how the media works and I know that the media would jump on that. And, you know, there's 
parts of my job where I look at things and I go, oh, oh no, I'm going to have to report on that now. I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's, I mean, everything's on the record. Yeah. And, and especially as, as I'm saying, so talking about maths, um, I try really hard not to have opinions on on these reality TV relationships because of my experience in them. Uh, but then that said, you know, I, I get sucked into it too and um, mm. I watched maths this year and there's one couple in particular that just made me so freaking furious. I want to mm. throw my TV through the wall uh, and I've got to stop and check myself with that too and go, they might be really happy behind closed doors. It's nothing to do with me. So <laughs> this is yeah, probably a good reminder. like going on to the other side of it like do you so you obviously like do fall back into being the like I guess the viewer not yeah big time being through well, it that's the other thing too right so of my whole life three months was spent filming The Bachelorette and then it was on air mm. for three months and that's it like I'm yeah. nearly 33 six months of my life isn't that big a time so a, a far greater majority of my life and my time has been spent just being a consumer of these kind of mm. things and yeah. um, you know that that's what I think is funny when after five years people still uh have so much to say about my experience on the show it's like mate it was three months of my life I've moved on like I yeah. move on exactly yeah so I'm just a I'm just a sucker sitting on the couch with my rosé watching The Bachelor with everyone else um the rest of the time Ma- <laughs> just Ma- your average gal exactly Maddie's season was obviously different because it was Maddie um yeah. and because it was only a few months after we finished ours, that his was yeah. on. So that was the only one I didn't really watch um, just because it was weird. Uh, but then yeah. since then I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm back to square one. Like yeah. I'm a sucker. I go <laughs> in like the office sweeps and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny that you've mentioned your exes and you've got the podcast about all about exes. And I listened to it from the Gold Coast when I was driving home at Christmas time, home to Sydney. And it was just so interesting that mm. everyone literally has an ex and so many of us have really shitty exes. You, you've been quite vocal about that. Is that one of the reasons you started the podcast? Yeah, so we started it because a friend and I were having a conversation over dinner one night and she um, brought up this story about how an ex of hers is now in jail for fraud and attempted murder. And I was oh just God. like, what the? So we went into this story and it, it got us talking about how people have the – everyone's got an ex and everyone's got yeah. an amazing story about an ex, whether that's a crazy breakup story or well, mm-hmm. did you know I dated this guy who is now done such and such or whatever it is. Um, and I've always been so interested in this kind of stuff. That's one of the reasons I'm a journalist, right? I love hearing people's stories. Nosy. And yeah. I'm nosy, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was We're saying I like hearing people's stories, but you're right, I'm nosy bitch. <laughs> um, so I would always fascinated. Fascinated by that, and I think that it's probably funny because of me being on The Bachelorette and because my surname is Love. I'm always associated with like happy yes. love stories, and I'm like, no, let's talk Baby. about the juice. Like, let's talk about the like the breakups and the juicy gossipy stuff. Um, so that's where the idea came from, and I really like, and I'm I'm very open about 
myself and my relationships and my history and everything too. So, and I think that's important when you're asking people to tell their stories that you can be open about yours too. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I love hearing people's stories. And I think there's something really voyeuristic about ex stories. A lot of people don't talk about them, Uh, especially when they're in new relationships. It's like you're meant to wipe the slate clean of your old ones. And I hate that. Mm. Like actually like what you're saying is so true. I think the older I've gotten, the more I'm like, why are we pretending like we're coming into this relationship with no experience? Virgins. Like yeah. virginal, like 30, like I'm 35, like a 35-year-old virginal, like I've never dated anyone, I've never had any bad experiences or good experiences. Like it's just sort of almost a bit weird that we still do that. Yeah. And there's almost this kind of awkwardness about ever talking about bad times or like, you know what, as well, like, talking about feelings that you've had, like good feelings. Like I've mm. been in love before. Mm-hmm. Like I've had gotten my heart broken before. And it's it's almost strange that we try and wipe that. Oh, Victor, I really don't try to do that at all. I um my last ex, which I kind of say like is the the, the big ex, like the the yeah. big mm. heartbreak, and the one that I thought I was going to marry, and then mm-hmm. um he had other ideas. Uh, I I talk about that <laughs> as really they yeah, do. as they do. I talk about that really openly, not even from the heartbreak perspective, but I think it's really important to talk about how much I loved him and how mm-hmm. in it I was, because to me that sets a benchmark. Why would I ever, I I knew how much I could love someone. I knew how invested I was in that. And to me was, okay, well, that's the benchmark. I'm not going to settle for anything less than that because I know I can feel like that. And people can be really uncomfortable when I say that because they're like, you know, oh no, but you know, you're meant to love Lee the most. I'm like, well, yeah, I do now. But had I not gone through that experience with my ex, then Maybe I wouldn't have have found someone I love as much or more because I wouldn't have known where to set that bar. And I think that's an important thing to talk about. Totally. And I also feel like I think it's important to acknowledge that you can feel like you can be completely hurt by somebody else and that you can, you know, have those feelings for somebody else. It doesn't minimize the feelings for your current partner. And it also, I think gets rid of that idea like I don't know and I don't know where you guys stand I actually don't even know where Mm. you stand on this Ash but like I just don't buy the one like the one concept because I think I just find it a very limiting idea and the more things I read about relationships from like a psychological perspective from you know even just generally from like a life experience perspective it's about the work that you put into that relationship and it's about meeting somebody that you're compatible with that you obviously do have an attraction to and and a spark with in some way or the spark develops and there's like, you know, there's feelings there, but you're like, you build and things, you know, you build that love, that long lasting love. And, you know, what happens then if we think there's the one, what happens to somebody who gets their heart broken by somebody or, you know, their partner passes away. There's so many things that can happen in life. I think it's really important to, yeah, like think, go, well, yeah, I had really strong feelings for that person, but then guess what? I felt that again. I 100% agree with you. And that's a really unpopular thing to say. I don't know if I believe in the one, especially when I'm like six weeks married, like (laughs) (laughs) being unromantic about that. In fact, I think it's quite the opposite. Um, I agree. I think that the person that you will end up spending your life with if you if you choose to be with one person for your life anyway is a choice of of 
wanting to make that work with somebody. I, th- I, I believe mm. in love and true love and being in love. But um, I agree with that kind of concept of the one. I also think I'm enough of a cynic to go like, really, of the billions of people in the yes. world, there's literally one for you and you happened to like go to high school with him or you happened to meet her on the train on the on the way to work. Like that's too... It's too easy for me. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, that yeah. you're like, yeah, it's not adding up. These facts yeah, are not adding up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I agree with you. And I, um, yeah, that's a bit of an unpopular opinion, but um, I think it's true. My parents have been together for, well, they just had their 40th wedding oh, anniversary. Oh, wow. I know. It's like the cutest. They met. It's actually a mildly creepy story. Oh. <laughs> well, mums. Oh, my so God. So dad was mum's brother's older brother's best friend and they met when dad was 18 and she was 14 this is the 70s okay so let's just put that context in there but they didn't get together then they say whether they're lying to their children I don't know (laughs) but they had this like tumultuous relationship over like five years on off on off um he was a dick basically for ages and then she like they ended up getting married after a whole lot of chaos but I now, as an adult, look back and think, I remember now moments when your marriage wasn't that great because you were obviously going through some shit. Like, there was a period where my dad, like, he lost his job, but I was, like, 10 and I didn't really get it. Yeah. And I just thought, Dad's home to play, like, trains with me all the time, you know? (laughs) And I just remember Mum being like, you know, get on the computer, and I'm like, why is Dad in trouble? But you know what I mean? Like, there's definitely been periods where it hasn't been smooth sailing, but they've obviously worked through a whole bunch of shit over the decades. Yeah. And then I think that's a real, that's, like, the real romance, right, is that, like, you sit down and you make the shit work when it's not the best time for one of you or both of you or whatever the fuck's going on. Like that's literally you know? what a marriage is in my mind anyway. That's exactly what a marriage should be is, um, you know, one watering the garden and one growing and, and that always will change throughout the relationship. Mm. And if you can't water the other one or if you can't, um, you know, let the other one grow, then it, it's just not going to work out. You know, it's it's all nice to be madly in love and in the honeymoon phase at the start, but realistically that's never going to last for your entire relationship. So I think you'd choose to work on it. You'd choose to continue to love each other. Um, and I think that the people who kind of believe in this, the, the one concept are probably the ones that are going to get, you know, the seven-year itch, that, that whole yeah. cliche about that yeah. too because, you know, things do change and you settle into things, but it should change for the better in a lot of ways too when you get to know each other more and you, you know, become happier in the life that you've built together and then you fall in love with the life you create together not Mm -hmm. just with that person and that's what worries me about certain couples that have been on reality tv recently you know saying it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks it's just you and me against the world and there's someone in my life I'm very 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 close in my um life who is in a relationship like that at the moment where the other person is saying you know it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks Mm. it's you and Mm. me against the world and as long as we've got each other and I wholeheartedly disagree with that concept yes I think that a relationship should um boost your life not be your life yes and actually that circles all the way back to the starting conversation which we really didn't stick to but I like where this is all (laughs) gone but I was actually going to say it is important I think to at least listen to the people in your life if there's this unanimous sound of this is bad yes this person is bad for you because I think on the flip side 
there's people like me, obviously, who get too affected by things and need to like stop listening to everybody's everything that, that all the opinions that are out there. But then on the other side of that, there is, you know, you if the people close to you are all kind of saying, hey, this is bad for you. This is not a good relationship. Chances are it's probably not a good relationship. And they're all trying to look after you. And I think that that's where it's really important to be listening to the people in your life yeah. and, and letting them speak about your relationship, essentially. And there is a fine line because no one knows how you feel, but other c- people yes. can notice how you're acting or reacting. And also it's just, to mm. me, um, other relationships outside your um, you know, emotional or sexual relationship are just as, if not more important. And I love Lee with my whole heart, but if loving him or being with him meant that I was disconnected from my family or didn't see my Mm -hmm. friends anymore, that would be a deal breaker for me. And I think that there are some people in relationships like that doing that whole it's us against the world. I think that's really unhealthy, really unhealthy. And, yeah, Yeah. you're right. I think that's when you should listen. Sort of this weird like movie angsty thing of like, where, you know, it's like all those weird teen movies you watched as a, I don't know, God, there was like a really bad one called Crazy Beautiful. Does anyone remember? Oh, my God. This is so I weird. I that. just watched it two nights what? ago. Why? It came out in 2001. It's extremely stale, but, God, it's good. I've Yes. I love me a stale film, but it was great. It's, isn't it? It's Kirsten Dunst and then this hot guy, right? Yeah. But yeah. she's like trouble. Isn't she like kind of? She, she's like a rich, troubled and he's like smart, wrong side of the tracks. So. Yeah, very like, kind of yeah. ten things um, I hate about you vibes. Yeah, yes. and they always seem to have like a bench seat in their cars. Oh my god, always. 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 The center like, console like, doesn't work so well for Hollywood. Yeah, it's also just like imagine me making a getaway in my Hyundai i twenty, just me and me and babes against the world <laughs> hitting the road from my Toyota Echo, just like <laughs> down the street. <laughs> Yeah, it's not really the same vibe. And I mean, on that point, it just, I don't know if I could block out the noise of my friends and family. I think you would yeah. have a, a pretty strong resolve if you could um, if you could block out people who, who you love and respect and, and who reciprocate that. Yeah, it's funny because the kind of the initial question was, do you listen to other people when they want to have a say in your relationship? And at first we were all like, no, stuff that. I know how I feel. And now we've kind of come full circle to going, oh, actually, if yeah. they're people you love and Maybe. trust, then you need to listen to them. It doesn't mean I'm going to listen yeah. to the Twitter trolls. Don't come at me anymore because I said that. No, stop <laughs> messaging Georgia about Please. Maddie J. It's old news. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, guys. It's over. It's been over for a long everyone time. Everyone is I'm happy. So sorry. Let everyone be happy. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for coming on, Georgia. It's been such a pleasure. This has been a really fun chat. I've forgotten we were doing yeah. a podcast. I just felt like we're having a a good old chin wag. Thank yeah. you so much for having me on. And do you have a date for when everyone has an ex is back? Or? Not a solid date yet, but we're working on season three now. Um, and we're just making sure we're getting the most epic stories. So uh, watch this space and we'll have a, we'll have a air date soon. Um, and Amazing. then we'll bring them out weekly and we're going to have 10, 10 new stories. Um, and they're all going to be different to the ones before and just as juicy, if not more. Yes, we'll put a link in our um, episode notes if you guys aren't across it so you can get to it really easily. But... 
Thanks awesome. so much. And thanks for coming on thanks, and Georgia. for all of your wise words. I'm going to take that watering, growing thing. I've never heard that before. And that's like the perfect analogy yeah. for a good relationship. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Let's say, look, I'm so wise. I've been married for six weeks. So I just know everything, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Write to me. I can give you my advice. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Georgia. Thank you so thanks. much. Bye, guys. <laughs>